Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to my show, The Church of the Souls Evolution. How are you? I hope you're doing okay. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I did. I was just telling Doug that I didn't do much. My wife went up to Indiana to be with relatives. Her brother had died on the 11th, Veterans Day. He was 68 years old. He had cerebral palsy. So they went up there for the funeral and spending time with the relatives and came back last night, one o'clock in the morning, actually, this morning. And so I was by myself on Thanksgiving Day, and I was telling Doug, I don't mind. I had an opportunity to go out and enjoy some time with people. There was a woman at church. I could have gone to her house. But I'm a vegetarian, vegan, slash vegan, probably more vegan than vegetarian. And I have to find my own food. Now, sometimes... That particular woman I was talking about, she has invited us over, me and my wife, over to her house and prepared, prepared me something separate from everyone else. Even though I can eat vegetables and, you know, bread and, and desserts, that kind of stuff, but uh, no meat. I haven't eaten any meat since March the 29th, 1999. And that was when I started my vegetarianism, and then I became a vegan on the 29th of September that same year. And so I've been sticking with it, and I don't miss it. I mean, and I take that back. I do enjoy watching my wife eat. She eats everything, you know, and I might cook something for her, even steak or seafood, turkey, whatever. And I don't judge people for eating what they want to eat. You have free will. You know, they have free will. And I ate everything in my life for the first 44 years before I turned vegetarian and then vegan. So Turkey Day for me was I ordered this little, I wanted to order a tofurkey roast but I couldn't find one in the local grocery store. I should have asked. But then I went home, and I ordered this field roast from Amazon made from sage and garlic. And it was kind of like a tofurkey roast, and actually it was pretty good. A small little thing, but I carved it up and had it in two different settings, once on Thanksgiving Day and then again, the following morning, yesterday, it was really slow at work. So I was out here by myself, and that's okay. I'm a good person who knows when it comes to killing time, if you know what I mean. When it comes to killing time, I'm a good person at knowing how to do it, in other words. So I hope you had a Thanksgiving that was fantastic and enjoyable and fun. Now changing the subject to my show, The Church of the Soul's Evolution, for those that may be joining in for the first time, my show is about matters of the spirit. You know, religion and spirituality are kind of two different subjects. Religion is something that has existed for, well, just as long as spirituality has, but when you have so many different religions in the world, to me, that was a, a red flag, if you will, that something was not quite right when 
Some people say, I know the truth and you don't, or vice versa. Even though you can get bits of truth, glean bits of truth from all kinds of religions, you know. And I know a little bit about each of the religions that are out there. But you know there's more than 900 types of religions out there? I think it is, 900 over 900. But anyway, suffice it to say, there's a lot. Each one claiming that theirs is the one that is the true religion, right? But we know that couldn't be true. And then one would think along the same lines that, well, it's a money-making business. You know, it has been. Back in the day, you know, hundreds of years ago, religion was kind of instituted as a way to help man with their spirituality, but then I think it, it morphed into something more where it was trying to control people's minds, you know, make money. And with money comes power and authority over people, you know, these priests and scribes and Pharisees back in those days, you know, when Jesus walked this earth, they controlled the masses, what they say, what they said went, you know. So I thought I would have a radio show, and I've been doing this since 2017, so over six years I've had my own show on BBS radio, and it's been named different titles, Spirits of the Universe, God Lives on the Sun, and there's a couple of other titles that I named my show, but hold on just a minute. The dogs come and go. I'm here in my enclosed patio in the back of the house. And the door is open, so I had to close the door because my stepdaughter was out there in the kitchen talking loudly. So I tried to have a little bit of peace and quiet here while I have my radio show. Anyway, what I was saying was my show has always been about spirituality. And from all my research, all my study, I have concluded, and I conclude right now also, that we are here on Earth to develop ourselves spiritually for no other reason. We are here to grow our souls, to grow the light of our soul, because once we pop out of our bodies, our spirit and our soul, which is the brain of the spirit, shine with a particular kind of light, a certain intensity of light. And when you were born into this world, before you were even born, when you existed in the spiritual realms, before you were born into this world and spent nine months in your mother's womb, like I did, our soul shone with a light, although it's not always visible, you know, because we have been shaped and molded as earthly beings, if you will, you know, as members of society, we have to conform and be a part of what is considered a normal society or a civilization. But 
there is obviously more to them just trying to know what you're going to eat every day and and raising our children and the freedoms and pleasures that we have. We are spirits in the material world, just like that song says. And I always seem to mention it on every show, but it's true that we are spirits in the material world. You're a spirit having a material experience. Here we are. We come from heaven, and we try to return to heaven with some more spiritual development or having increased the light of our soul. And I've said this before, but I'll say it again for those who might be listening for the first time for their benefit, that let's say, for example, you are born into this world and your soul's intensity of light is a 60-watt comparable to a 60-watt bulb. Well, while we're here and over your lifetime, our lifetime, we hopefully will live to be a ripe old age, but not always that is the case, if you know what I mean. Some people die very young, at a young age, and other people may live to be 100 plus years old. But the goal of everybody should be to develop themselves spiritually so that when we do transition to the afterlife, that the light of our soul is shining with a brighter light than when we first came to earth. Because once you get into the afterlife, then you will see, I guarantee you, I'll tell you the truth, you'll see that you shine with a certain intensity. Your spirit does. And it's very much like the physical body. It has the same kind of characteristics. It could be translucent. It could be transparent. It shines with different colors of light. You have light energy that makes up your spirit. Billions of electrons. You know, the electrons, part of the um, atom, you know. And that light of your soul and your spirit shines. And when you get to heaven or the spirit realms or the spirit world, you know, that world up there in the sky that's on fire that we don't really think about too often. When you get inside that world, and believe me, the spirit can live in fire because it's made of light energy. Is that logical to you? Let's just say your body, not your physical body, but, you know, you have a spirit in your body because you dream at night. When you dream, you go travel around in your spirit. And the dreams that you see, that you remember having seen, those are the eyes of the spirit. Did you know that? Some people might have already known that. Anyway, so the goal is to graduate from this existence with a higher intensity of light. So I mentioned being born with a 60-watt intensity kind of soul lamp, if you will. And the object then would be to graduate with a higher intensity, 100-watt or even more, you know. Because as I mentioned, when you get to heaven, you'll see that all the people, all the redeemed souls, the patriarchs of the Bible, the disciples, redeemed throughout the centuries who lived here on earth. And I'm not talking about people from different religions. There is no religion in heaven. Did you know that? I'll take a drink of that. 
point. That is the truth. There is no religion in heaven. There's only worship and praise of the mother and father God, the co-creators of our souls and spirits, the co-creator gods who lived a lifetime like us in the past on other planets throughout the universe, going through that process of reincarnation, purifying their souls one life after another until they achieved the level of perfection where they could become co-creators with the supreme creator of the universe who created everything and put powers and forces into effect that we could use, utilize if we know how to, but we have to have a certain level of perfection in order to be able to do that. So whether it's creating planets or even a sun or spirit children or moons, we will know how to do that by utilizing those cosmic forces. But we will have to have achieved that level of perfection so that we have the knowledge to do that. And we, of course, will need our soulmate to do it. So our Mother and Father God, the creator of our soul and spirit, know how to create souls and spirits. They kind of breathe them into existence, if you will. Hold on. One of our dogs came in, so as usual, I have to take a little break to let the dog inside the house. You know, from the back out here in the enclosed patio. Well, the mother and father God, and they are a beautiful stature. You know, when you get around the throne room, you see them on their thrones. And also, Jesus, who died on the cross and was resurrected, a very advanced soul, you know, Separate from the father, and understand, and the mother. It's amazing, really, how in our society nowadays, at least here in the United States, doesn't talk too much, much about a mother God, but I'll be willing to bet my life that there is a mother God. Do you want to get to heaven and find out that you don't have a mother in heaven, that there's a father God, and he created all his spirit children? And how? You know, you might have to ask yourself how... Did the Father God do that? This is some kind of magic, some kind of process that you're not aware of, that we're not aware of. We live in a universe of male and female, alpha, omega, the yin, the yang, the positive, and negative. That was the Supreme Creator's intent. The Supreme Creator is both male and female. Angels are androgynous also, both male and female. Very beautiful. Maybe some more so than the others. Than the other, I mean. And we as spirits in the material world also have a spirit of the particular sex in our bodies. That's also when you have gay people who may have the spirit of an opposite sex inside the body. I'm talking about, though, usually you have the same sex spirit inside the same sex body. But sometimes you'll find that a female spirit or predominantly female spirit will be in a male body or predominantly male spirit will be in a female body. I can see them usually um, very clearly at times. Other times it's not so easy to identify them, but suffice it to say they were born that way, and so therefore we can't judge them. It's a very difficult mission here on Earth 
to live that particular kind of life because they have to find their own way. They have to endure a lot of ridicule and oppression, and and then they have to also be able to satisfy their sexual urges. And in my opinion, there's really only one way to do that, you know, a male and female, but it's okay for them to do the experiments and do what they want to do and find their own way. They have free will. I'm just saying what I've learned in my life is only one way to have sex. And anyway, without going into the details, without going into the details, you know what I mean, I think. But let's not dwell too much on that subject. Suffice to say, as I mentioned, everyone has free will here on earth to do what they want to do. And sometimes it's not easy living life, whether you're gay or you're straight. It's very difficult to conform to what other people think is right. And so I just want to say that I love all people. And gay people, I recognize them for who they are, transgender. I love everybody. You know, I want to love everybody. I think they're so cool. It's a very difficult mission for them, you know. And whatever they do, that's fine by me. Whatever they do behind closed doors, I have no problem with that. And what else? How about changing the subject to heaven, getting back to heaven? When we get there, as I mentioned, there'll be a lot of spirits. Everyone will be in the spirit form, of course. But we'll be shining with a different kind of intensity, a different level of intensity, if you will. You wait and see. I'm telling you the truth. That will be something that really jumps out at us when we get there. And when you find yourself in the afterlife, having left the earthly body behind, that will be probably the first thing we will notice, just how brightly shine in comparison with other spirits. And especially so when we get to the throne room or even the city, the holy city, where you will find the, the 12 gates of pearl and the walls and they're filled with precious stones of all kinds. It, it, it will be an amazing time to... It will be a kind of like a remembering, if you will, because we were there before. And it won't be so surprising to us to get back to that environment because we will be reacquainting ourselves with that past life where we lived there and we were born into this world and then we were made to forget everything that we knew before, all our universal knowledge, our pre-existence. But one has to kind of if we were made to forget, in other words, what I'm trying to get at is we can still try to remember what it was like. It's a challenge that we all have to find out who we are, where we came from. So that will be part of our spiritual development as well, and that will also increase our soul mass, if you will. And when we get to that paradise, if you will, up there in the sky, whether you're transported by angels in a chariot or you go through a tunnel or you just automatically appear there, 
you will find yourself in that land of light. It's a land of light. It really is. And everything is so much more beautiful than here on Earth. But don't get me wrong. We live on a wonderful planet. Very special creation, courtesy of the creator of the universe. And think about how many other planets are out there. All different colors and atmospheres, all indigenous to the people of the life that live there. Indeed, some sentient beings do live on... Let me rephrase that. Some sentient beings do live on certain planets. You're going to take a drink? Not every planet in every solar system has planets that are capable of maintaining sentient life, if you will. Jupiter, for example, Mars, has cooled down at one time. It wasn't a safe zone like Earth is presently, but other planets like Neptune way far out in the end of the solar system, if you will, very cold, extremely cold, you know, with, with very little sunlight. Obviously, human beings couldn't live on that kind of planet, but it might have a different type of life like we're not aware of that we can't comprehend, if you will. Our very definition of life is limited to our own perspective of what life is and doesn't necessarily mean that it cannot exist in that form or maybe a different form or beyond our comprehension anywhere in the universe, even say on Mercury, which is right next to the sun. But as we go forward into the future, we know that we are discovering more and more planets every day around the universe. Right now, I think there are approximately over a thousand that they have discovered in hundreds of solar systems. And indeed, as I have talked about before on previous shows, when we look into the evening sky and see the stars out there, that each one is indeed a separate solar system and has at least nine planets revolving around the sun. Number nine Number nine is the number of the universe. So typically, a, a solar system will have nine planets, might lose one or two or gain one or two, but ultimately will revert back to the number nine. And every sun that is out there is also a star, known as a star. Suns are stars, stars are suns. The sun in our solar system is what they call, I think it's a white dwarf G2 main sequence star. Isn't that a cool name? G2 main sequence star, a white dwarf. Or it could be yellow dwarf, I forget. Suffice it to say, there are a lot of white dwarfs, yellow dwarfs, red dwarfs out there in the universe. They say there are many millions of suns here in the Milky Way galaxy. Don't believe the people that boggle, try to boggle our minds with their knowledge because they want to make themselves seem more important than really they should. You know, we're all supposed to be humble with our knowledge, right? And their knowledge is limited. I don't want to say anything bad about them, you know, but I do not personally believe that there are billions of stars in our Milky Way galaxy. Millions is more like it easier to understand too. Why make things more complicated when we really don't have a 
full and complete knowledge of everything within the universe. The same thing with how many years old is our sun or our earth? In my opinion, and we're all entitled to opinion, and we can't prove some things, you know, our evidence sometimes is insufficient to verify what we talk about, the knowledge that you try to share with people is not always accurate. In my opinion, planet Earth is approximately 2 million years old. Our sun, quite a few million years older than that, but it doesn't take that long for a solar system to develop once you have all the ingredients in place with all the dust and and rock spinning around and gas and, you know, does take a long time, more than the Bible says, you know, it's hard to believe that the Bible says that the whole universe was formed in seven days. That just gives you an example of how the Bible is not entirely accurate with everything it says. So I don't want to trash it, you know, or say anything bad about the Bible. I do believe in a lot of the knowledge that's revealed in the Bible especially the divine intervention that we've had in our past, the miracles of Jesus, the miracles of Moses, what went on. But then one also has to understand that that we've had a lot of extraterrestrial intervention in our past here on Earth. The intelligent person realizes this because the evidence is really plain if one cares to do the research. But then again, there will be always people that take the opposite stance, you know, because that's what I have learned they're kind of meant to do. And what it does is it strengthens our knowledge and our beliefs, you know, by having the atheists out there and the agnostics and the people that always take the opposite stance. It helps us in our quest for knowledge. And we all want to know the truth, right? There's only one truth. As I mentioned, so many religions, but only one truth. And that truth is spirituality, because we are spirits, you know. And besides increasing the lamp of our souls, we also... Let me take you, for example, into a... I started too earlier, but I'm going to give you a little glimpse of heaven based on the knowledge that I've gained from different sources... I have my book in the Amazon Kindle bookstore, The Gray Brain and the Golden Soul, if you're interested to learn what I have learned from other people, from books that I've read. It's free for you to take and read 80 pages, chock-a-block full of spirituality. I guarantee you, if you read my book, that that will increase the light of your soul, guaranteed, as it has increased my Souls Light, the books that I've read from other people, The Soul's Remembrance by Roy Mills, Embraced by the Light, Betty Eady, the most complete and profound near-death experience ever. One of my favorite books, Abduction to the Ninth Planet, just an absolute incredible book that I've read 10, 15 times, I forget. Also, The Contact Has Begun, Philip Kraft, who used to work on the LA Times Metro Desk, was abducted, taken aboard a spaceship by a race of extraterrestrials called the Verdans, who are even right now observing Earth in their mothership out there 
traveling around the moon or in that particular orbit, doing what they do. They come up to solar systems that have been unexplored and they set up an observation post and with the intention of making contact with the life. Sometimes it takes thousands of years until they take the first steps into outer space. And then the goal is to have a summit and then induct that particular civilization into the intergalactic federation of sovereign planets and where we could be members of the intergalactic community and they could share their technology with us and they become star travelers just like in Star Trek or they could cure disease, help us cure disease. They, they would say, okay, you want to cure disease? This is what you're doing wrong. Okay, you need to stop doing that because then you've got heart disease and you've got cancer and whatever. But some people want to find out for themselves. You know, sometimes it doesn't always work out. The next thing they know, they've departed the earthly body, they're in the afterlife. And then there's a lot of regret and remorse for not having known better, not having developed themselves spiritually enough. But there's always another life, my friends. So have no fear. The process continues on. And what you don't learn here, you will learn in another life, and you'll also learn when you get to heaven. The learning never stops. There'll be schools of learning there where you can learn from, but the ultimate learning experience is getting into a physical body in the physical universe and living a life on any, on any one of a number of planets out there that may be suitable for your spiritual evolution, if you know what I mean. Getting back to heaven, we're going to take a drink. Just imagine, if you're lucky enough to be transported to heaven in a chariot, and when you get to heaven, there's golden chariots everywhere that operate by some kind of unseen power, and they're usually driven by angels. Archangel Gabriel has his own chariot. I've asked that when I die, I'd be taken to heaven in the chariot of Archangel Gabriel. And you have to understand that internalize, don't forget this, remember this, please, in the future. Chariots are very real in heaven. And the African-American people, when they were enslaved all those years ago, they created those gospel songs, beautiful gospel songs of the past, you know, because they were enduring a life-and-death situation back there, you know, when they were mistreated and abused by their white plantation owners. And they came up with these great and beautiful and awesome gospel songs to include Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. And that's reality. That was what actually happened to some of them. They saw, you know, their mind's eye was opened up to some of the death that was happening all the time. They saw some of their fellow African-Americans being transported from this life to the afterlife in chariots. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to take me home. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to take me True. Anyway, so just imagine, if you will, a world of light where there is no sun because you're on the sun. 
I'll be willing to bet this, my friends. I've done a lot of research. And I'm not going to go into detail in this. Maybe at another time, but the sun is a world on fire. But it's a very special fire. It's not like when you light a match, you know, or a lighter. That fire that you see from a light. Mm. This fire is a very special fire. It's a planet on fire, a world on fire, where millions of tons of helium are being converted into hydrogen every second. And the spirit, as I mentioned, is made of light energy. So guess what? It can live in fire, whether it's the fire of the sun or the fire down below in the middle of the earth, the lava there where some souls go place known as God's jail, hell, if you will, for the really bad people like the baby decapitators. Does that ring a bell with anybody? I mean, some people are very evil and do evil acts. Maybe not, it is not fair to say that they are evil, but they do evil acts. And they have to pay the price for those acts. That's why God made hell for the really bad people, like maybe the Hitlers of this world, and even though I think there's forgiveness for someone like Hitler, you know, despite him having killed millions of people to include over six million Jews, but there's always forgiveness. You know, if you understand the big picture, take someone like Hitler, for example. Maybe he was abused as a child in different ways, sexually, physically. And then maybe that was God's will that someone like that would orchestrate that level of evil, so it's always a battle of good versus evil here on Earth, so that we can progress as a civilization, you know, and achieve that level of freedom and peace that we want, you know. In other words, we're having all these wars to eventually get to where we will have peace one day. Eventually, we'll get sick and tired of it and say, okay, let's not have war anymore. I'm tired of people getting killed and slaughtered babies decapitated and pregnant women cut open and the baby torn out and the head cut off. Are you getting tired of that kind of thing? Like what Hamas did recently to the Israelis and what the Israelis are now doing to all the innocent Palestinian women, children, and men even. You know, aren't you getting tired of that? I think even, you know, from a, a viewpoint here where we're not involved, especially, you know, but imagine if you were over there and and enduring the rockets and the tank rounds firing and artillery and F-16s flying overhead and dropping bombs on you, it would be a lot different, wouldn't it, you know, than being here, me and the, and the peace and the security of my own back patio here in San Antonio, Texas. Thank God for that. You know, we don't want to die, do we? Isn't every day a gift? A blessing, you know. Tomorrow's not guaranteed for all of us. People are dying all around the world. As I mentioned, you'll find out if you don't already know, if you can't internalize it, that we're here to develop ourselves spiritually. So that when we get to heaven, that beautiful land, whether it's in the chariot of Archangel Gabriel or maybe another chariot, angels, oh, how we've forgotten where we came from, my friends, where we existed, when we existed in the pre-existence, in heaven, in that world of light, that there were angels everywhere, 
and around the throne room of the mother and father God, you will see it's such a beautiful environment there in heaven, you know. And when you get to the city, and especially when you get to the throne, which is in the middle of the city, the light will shine over us like a glory and brilliance that unless you are sufficiently developed spiritually, you won't be able to withstand that glory and brilliance. It will wash over us like a hurricane force wind. I've mentioned this on previous shows. So that's why it behooves us to develop ourselves spiritually so we can withstand that glory and that brilliance. And that's the way it goes because they, the mother and father God and other spirits in heaven, have developed themselves so that their souls shine with a very, very, very bright light. And you will see, like Jesus, when you come face to face with Jesus, and you look into his eyes, I mean, you can, you'll be able to see him coming from a distance. The light will be so bright, you know, especially when you get to the throne room. That's the name of the game, my friends, when you get to heaven. Increase your light as a spirit. That's how you separate people from those who develop themselves spiritually in past lives to those who didn't. Just how bright is your light? Grow your soul here on earth, my friends. And, you know, it's not easy talking about this kind of stuff. Can you imagine if you and me talking about all what I've been talking about? It's not easy. Some people consider it taboo. Some people, it's too much for them to listen to internalize. But I do it because I'm an advanced soul. There's no other reason I have concluded logically. That's the only reason I'm doing it. Because we help each other. Some people come back to planets of inferior categories of evolution to help people out. Like Jesus who died on the cross. He came from a planet of a higher spiritual category, a number nine, the highest, coming down to a planet one category where people kill each other. There's war everywhere, you know. Kind of the young souls. It's an environment for young souls. It's the starting point in our spiritual journey, a category one planet. A category nine planet is the highest on the level of the evolutionary ladder. Sometimes people... They come back from a nine to a one, a six to a one. They could even go forward, you know. Well, that is the object to graduate with honors, if you will. Make it to a category two or three or four, possibly jump grades, if you will. It all depends on where you came from, how many lives that you've lived in the past. Now, here's something I'm going to say, and I don't know if it's entirely true, so I'm going to put it out there and just see what you think. I have learned recently in reading a book that we were all created at the creation of the universe, the beginning of the universe. Some, I think, sometimes I have to kind of connect the dots with my knowledge, my reality system. You know, I read that in a book the other day, but I think if we are created by our our mother and father God, you know, who the very process of creating spirits involves a merging of the spirit, just like we function here on earth, in other words. 
when the spirit of our mother God and father God, they merge because it's like, it's a lovely thing to do. It's who doesn't like, you know, the, the act of love here on earth. It's an amazing experience. Is it not? You know, we ought to be making love more than war. Remember that bumper sticker that used to have, and they still do make love, not war. I guarantee you some of these Hamas people or these kinds of terrorist groups, they probably don't have a woman that they can make love to, you know. That's why they need to go out and rape women and kill people because they don't know how. They don't have the social skills to how to meet people and have a regular, normal relationship. But our mother and father, God, that's how they create spirit. And also speaking words. And yes, you can speak in heaven, in the spirit realms. It's more like telepathy, but there's also emotion involved with that. And then I mentioned to you utilizing the cosmic forces of the universe. That's, if you know how to do it, then it. And you got to have that knowledge. It's kind of like you've heard, let there be light. And then there was light, light form. You know, that's all God said, apparently, in the Bible. Night, but it's, you have your soulmate. Hey! You know, okay, I'm game for that. I'm ready anytime, you know. Make love, not war. Yes. And merging the spirits. The spirits can merge together as one. It's like the Supreme Creator, female, part of the being, is her being. That's why you have that fourth force of the universe is uh, the infinitesimal piece of the spirit of the Supreme Creator was put into you know, these children. You know, God, the creator of the universe, sees everything through us, can see through our eyes, experiences what we're experiencing. That is what the Creator desires, that fulfillment, that need to grow, to expand. But okay. probably that synchronization of thought, let us create a, a spirit child, and then it kind of materializes, maybe out of their breath, out of the breath of their merged bodies, comes this little baby spirit with a soul. Something like that. I don't know. That's the limit of my knowledge as far as creating spirits. You know, how we all began in the spirit at one time in the past. It might have been at the creation of the universe. And in the realm of the spiritual dimension, there is no time. So the 15 billion years that we have existed, that the universe has existed, it's like a drop of water in the ocean, you know. We're talking, I'm 69 years old. About 15 billion years ago, the universe was created with a big bang. How am I doing on time? 647. So I was talking about heaven. Let me get back to that. Understand that was created, print, if you will, of what heaven looks like. The mountains, the trees, the rivers, 
flowers, the grass, the bushes, everything here is you remember the old Polaroid camera? You take a picture, you would see the negative, and then the colors would come into reality, would spring forth from that picture. Earth is like the negatives of heaven. While heaven is the color picture, it is totally beautiful. Light emanates from everywhere. The colors are much more intense. I've even heard there are some colors that don't exist here on earth. And the eyes of the spirit can see differently in heaven. Supposedly, 360 degrees, you can see behind you, you can see far in the distance, you can focus. And sometimes sounds, you can smell sounds and hear sounds. It's weird from what I heard. People come back very different kind of atmosphere, but it, nonetheless, trees filled with the fruit of life, trees of life filled with fruit of 12 different kinds, apparently, are everywhere, especially lining the banks of the rivers that flow through heaven. And indeed, there are oceans and seas in heaven, too. And you can walk on water down beneath the water. The Spirit can do amazing things. You can fly in the air in heaven, or you can travel in conventional mode if you want to. You can walk along the pathways, the beautiful roadways where chariots travel, and indeed there is golden streets, streets paved with gold and silver everywhere, silver fountains, precious stones adorning everything, everything that's made there, buildings, beautifully made architectural buildings, Greek architecture, Roman architecture, you name it, it's there, different kinds of buildings, mansions everywhere, lining the streets. And there are fields, I mean, if you consider that heaven is the sun, think how much larger heaven is than earth. There's plenty of acreage there, if you will, for you to have your own mansion and, and many, many acres of property, beautiful bubbling brooks with fish living in the streams and the lakes and the seas and the rivers. So there's no healing in heaven as we know it here on earth. You know, we don't need to eat protein to survive there. And as I mentioned, besides the mansions, and you will have your own mansion there. There are log cabins too. If you want to have a log cabin besides a, a bubbling brook, you can have that. Whatever you want, you can have it there in heaven. As long as you get back to heaven. In order to do that, you have to fulfill those requirements of spirituality. You have to develop yourself spiritually. You know, there's another way you can go, too. You can go south underneath the surface of the earth to that place I mentioned before, God's jail. Ghosts exist. They're real. There are people who, just like you and me, who walk the earth now in the spirit form because they died suddenly and violently. And then, according to my knowledge, what I learned, there's a book called Saved by the Light. And I'm trying to remember the author, but he 
It went to a place above the clouds where there was a spiritual kingdom with crystalline structures. But that is the lowest heaven. The highest heaven is the sun, 93 million miles away. So a world of light. Not only does it provide heat and light for our planet, but also it provides the power for their rotation and their around the sun. It is the matrix of the solar system. That is also where the mother and father God live. That's where we were born. We were all born on suns. It might not have been this sun here in this solar system. Maybe on another solar system, on a sun on another solar system, in another solar system. Because not everybody is a young soul. There are advanced souls, old souls that travel around the universe. I remember Sylvia Brown said in her book, well, she had so many different books, but one in particular, I think it was uh, Conversations with God, I believe. Sylvia Brown, the great late psychic medium, she said that there are some souls known as mystic travelers who, as I mentioned, Jesus was one of them who came back to help and people do that. Some souls do that. They come back to planets to help the younger souls evolve. Because we're all in this together. We're all one. We're all interconnected. All those separate, you know, part of the Supreme Creator. Believe it or not, the Creator of the universe is like great-great-grandfather and grandmother, both male and female. Don't forget, we're living in the universe of male and female. Of course, there is a mother God besides, as I mentioned, I know I would, because I'd love female companionship. We have all the benefits to go with it. You know, love. I love somebody. Also, different eras, different cultures. As I mentioned, there is no religion. It's only praise and worship, the mother and father God and the creator of the universe, the miracles of all creation, because we owe our very existence to the creator of the universe. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the creator. Our little home here and a spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the creator of the universe. Everything was existed. Everything exists because what existed. <laughs> That's the combination of words I've never used before. What existed. <laughs> Grammar. Anyway, everything exists courtesy of the creator of the universe. And all I can say is thank you. And that's what we do when we get to heaven. We thank God for everything. Because it's the Enjoy part of the increasing the lamp of the soul. It's not easy. Life is not easy. A lot of people commit suicide because life is not easy. And that's the answer, my friend. Committing suicide is never the answer. 
We're not meant to throw in the towel. We're not meant to give up. I know sometimes it can be really difficult, especially when we do bad things and we're remorseful, regretful of them. Sometimes the pressure from our peers or our family and friends is too much that we can't, some people can't endure it. And then in most cases involved, you ever seen the movie Hang Em High? Clint Eastwood? And for those that you know, they know what I'm talking about, there's a part in there where a guy talks about, oh, he's about to be hung. And anyway, he talks about the danger of alcohol. Well, my friends, may the creator of the universe bless us all, everybody. Creator of the universe, bless us all, everybody. Thank you for everything. Keep us safe and well. Help stop. Amen.